It's the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by ElisaIlana.com. Here's Mulberry Lane. Right now, you're listening to alternative artist Michael Marquardt. Now, he is a singer, songwriter, musician who also happens to own a studio in LA. He purchased Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's studio, Flight Time. He did add an analog part of the studio, and he also at one time was on tour with a flock of seagulls. He has an album out called Sleep under the name A Bad Think. So we're talking to him about his varied musical background, and right now we're chatting about the studio. How many people that use the studio do all analog, or is it a combination? You know, it's funny. Not many, because we do a lot of R&B and pop stuff, and so a lot of their stuff is coming out of, out of their computer. Okay. Yes. It's all sequenced, and, you know, uh, Rihanna's been in there for the last three months, and she's had all the rooms booked, and she has a team in almost every room, and they're writing and working and all this stuff. So uh, they haven't been using that room to its full potential. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so have you sat in on any of the Rihanna sessions at all? Or? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> so did you record Sleep at these studios? At uh, both places, at the West Coast one. All the vocals were done on the West Coast. Okay. Um, about half the guitars were, and then the other half was uh, done on the East Coast. I like to do most of my writing and kind of song building on the East Coast because it's really private and nobody bothers me. The one, I mean, there's so many people in the Los Angeles studio that, you know, there's people are coming in and out and everything's banging and then Constant all that stuff. interruption, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be interrupted, especially when I'm on a roll. You know, do, do the core of my writing better on the East Coast. Okay. okay. And then you said you had sold your other studio to for Rel Williams, what was it like doing business with him? Uh, he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, we were doing so much work for those guys. Him and uh, you know the Neptune, Tim and uh, Chad. Uh huh. We had two, one big room and one small room, and they were in there all the time. Wow. And uh, the studio really wasn't for sale. And they just came in one day and and asked if I wanted to sell. And <laughs> We're in here so much, we might as well own it, right? <laughs> well, it makes sense to me. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't own that place, and it had been working for about 15 years, I think. Okay. So, so I said, well, sure. If the price but, is right. Did, oh. If the price is right, and the price is right, and those guys are uh, good guys. It was, uh, it was great having them in there. I bet. So knowing all you know and your expertise in studios and how they work, what would you say is the number one mistake that you see people making in home studios, you know the home studio was was kind of the, the the death of the big ones because you could record anywhere with a, a little portable Pro Tools rig. You could record in a house and a farm and yeah. and kind of kind of go anywhere. And and a lot of the sound the, the sounds themselves, you know, suffer because with a real recording studio and real mics and and you know real you know, high-end gear like that, there really does make a difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, a lot of that music gets produced and released, it just doesn't sound that good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just, it sounds like a home recording, but it's good for the, for your, I guess, your studio chops because you learn kind of what works and kind of what doesn't work. And so, you know, I think the, the technical expertise of uh, some of these younger guys are getting better faster that way. Yeah, uh-huh. probably. Trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Bad Think is the project, and Michael Marquardt is the artist. He's got an album out called Sleep, and you're listening to Michael on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now right. talk about the time in your life when you were a part of A Flock of Seagulls and why you left. 
uh, it was really kind of just a short, short stint. I knew the manager of the Flock of Seagulls, and I was in the studio recording on the East Coast, and he was in New York, and they were recording their Magic record. Okay. And I don't know, something happened with the drummer, and he asked me of, of what I was doing, if I could come up and do the drums on the project. I said, sure. So I flew up for a couple of days and, and, you know, knocked that out, and then they asked me if I wanted to. They were getting ready to go out to do a three-week tour and asked me if, if I'd be interested in doing that. And I said, well, sure, that sounds like fun. So I did a three-week tour with those guys, and they were going to do an, another extended run in Canada. And I, ah, you know yeah. what, you guys, I think I'll pass. Okay, <laughs> yeah. It was fun. I had a great blast. I bet. Uh-huh. And are you touring with this album, or...? No, I'm actually in the studio. I have, uh, Jason has six more songs. I'm going to release an EP in January. Okay. And so those are all done, and I'm really excited about those. I have been in rehearsals to uh, go out and start uh, uh, doing some live gigs, but I really need the right guys that understand my music to for it to sound right and okay. you know some of these guys that just you know learn the chords and write that right up the charts and and just kind of play the chord it's it's you have to kind of understand this music and you have to kind of be that kind of guy to really breathe life into this stuff and make it sound the way it's supposed to sound that's been a little difficult mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what got you into the music business originally all right, that's all I've ever known. I started playing drums when I was five years old. Okay. And, and I knew what I wanted to do with my life then. And, mm-hmm. you know, going through high school and, you know, I was a music, uh, music theory major in college. Wow. And it never occurred to me that I had any problems deciding what I was going to do with my life. I mean, I always knew. Were you brought up around music or was it something you just discovered early on and it stuck? My uh, mother played piano, and uh, she was a music teacher uh, when she was in college. But my dad owned a construction company and custom-built homes, and his dad did, and his dad did. And, and I think he wanted me to take over his company oh, yeah. and all that, uh-huh. But uh, so I, I disappointed him there. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's, I knew what I was supposed to do, and come hell or high water, That's you know, That's what you were going to do. If it's in your blood, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Michael, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fascinating hearing about your career, the studio, and the new album. You uh, girls have made my day, so uh, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, okay. I have, and I have one quick question before you go. Do you have a favorite track on Sleep that you would like people to, to listen to, especially? Uh, I'm also attached to them all. The title track, Sleep, is probably, you know, that started out as a, um, as a little lullaby that I used to sing to girls, you know, before they went to sleep. Okay. <laughs> And, you know, it's like, go to sleep, go to sleep, you know, you're wonderful, tomorrow starts a brand new day kind of thing. And uh-huh. then halfway through the song, it goes into a, like a wall thing. So I've always kind of envisioned they go to sleep finally and they go into dreamland and they're at this ball and dancing, at, you know, at this fantastic event where it's their day and dancing with the, the, the most handsome, you know, guy and all yeah. that kind of thing. So I, I, I guess I would have to pick that one. Okay. Very, very cinematic. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, Great. well, Michael, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks again. Thank Bye. you. Modern alternative artist Michael Marcourt and his musical project, A Bad Think. Here's a glimpse of his song, Sleep, that you just heard the story behind. We've come to the end of Hour 1. Stick around for Hour 2. We've got the band 10th Avenue North and Shane Green from the Travel Channel. Keep hanging with your radio sisters. This is the Mulberry Lane Show. Uh.